Hey guys, what is going on? Welcome into another episode of BG in the morning. As always, I'm with my co-host Brett. Um, what's going on, my man? Oh, you know, just another just another week. Uh, about the same old stuff going on, you know, school, uh, just about the same as you. Uh, we got Jared Button, defensive end and um, running back for the Albany Warriors. Um, we got him on with us today, and he's already joined us. So uh, first off, Jared, thanks for coming on, and how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, just ready to play this Friday. Yeah, that's, that's a good attitude to have. So uh, I'll start the questions. I've got five or six, um, and then Gavin will finish off with uh, two questions. But I'll go ahead and start. My first question for you, Jared, is, you guys are coming off your second straight win against the team that is ranked number two in the state. How have you guys been able to keep up this winning streak uh, during one of the most toughest schedules in eight-man football? Uh, we do have a pretty tough schedule, I think, but uh, most of it is just all eight people on the field doing their job. Our O-line last game, they did an outstanding job up against one of the better teams in the state. Uh, we just play in like we should everybody coming into play. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I've noticed. Everybody plays a role really well. Every game, um, everybody picks each other up. So this is your first year playing football for Albany and you've been a key part of the warrior offense and defense. This is your senior year. Uh, why did you decide to come out this year and what's been the key to being such an impactful player on the warriors? Uh, well, I've been thinking about it all, all throughout high school. I thought about it maybe freshman year going out and playing, and then I decided I'd wrestle. Uh, I decided sophomore year I might take a shot and never went through with it. So, same with my junior year. And then this year was just like, it's your last opportunity. Might as well go for it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And being a big key part of it is just putting in the effort. Anything yeah. you do put in full effort definitely definitely yeah of course and started off the season mainly as a defensive player but week one starting running back Xavier and Darren got hurt tried to come back and really hasn't been able to uh come back since so you've kind of stepped in as uh, not the main guy in the backfield but one of those guys that gets a lot of carries so uh was was running back something that you had practiced that much in camp and in practice before the season started and what were your first thoughts when you learned you'd be taking handoffs once Xavier went down? Well, beginning of the year, they just had me on defense, playing defensive end, and it didn't bother me too much. I knew we had Xavier and Troy back there doing their job, and if one of them was to go down, they'd have someone replace them, and it'd be pretty, pretty solid back there. Didn't yeah. think it was me, but here we are. Uh, I just then beginning started practices. I first couple practices I was still defense only about the second week of practices they decided they were gonna throw me back there and see what I could do and I was if any of them got hurt I was the one that went in and Xavier mm -hmm. happened to get hurt week one I went in there did what I was supposed to do yeah you have you done a great done a great job um so you guys have St. Joe Christian this uh this Friday um, they don't have the most talented roster, don't have the best record. Um, so it'd be easy to look past them because you've got a big game next Friday night against North Andrew for homecoming. 
But what have you guys been doing to stay focused on St. Joe Christian and not look ahead to a good team like North Andrew, who's ranked there, number one right now? There definitely is a uh, tough game coming up that, you know, everybody's looking at that game. But I think we need – we are focused on St. Joe Christian this Friday. We've – you're just trying to practice like they're number one. Mm-hmm. Can't really look past them because if we look past them, they're going to come out and want to play and – we won't absolutely get beat so yeah exactly you guys have crawled up the rankings you're number two right now after the win over Platte Valley so you're going to be getting everyone's best shot St. Joe Christian definitely knows that you guys are a good team and they're going to be playing hard to try and upset you guys so it's a good mindset to have so this is my last question here um being in the GRC uh you guys have a very tough schedule you've already played uh, Worth County, Stanberry, you played Platte Valley, who's not a GRC team, but they're a part of your schedule who you who gave you some trouble, but you're able to come out with a win. And you still have North Andrew and King City up on the schedule. So, and a lot of those teams are part of your district. So you're going to be seeing some of those teams again. Uh, how beneficial is it for you guys going into districts after having played such a tough schedule and being so battle tested going into the end of the year? We had our you know, last two weeks have been really tough matchups. We played Worth County. We played Platte Valley. Uh, so we've been battle tested. Just takes it's a dog fight. You just got to go in there and want to play the game and win. And this season, having a tough season like we do, uh, definitely puts us to the test. And coming out victorious like that, I think will help coming into district into districts yeah of course so that's all i've got uh thank you for answering the questions i had jared uh gavin take it away you know i was uh i was jared's teammate for three years um on the wrestling team um and you know i saw all the effort that jared um put in towards that um and now now we're seeing it on the football field and you know, football in Albany is more popular. And now a lot of people um, are seeing the effort that, that Jared puts forth. Um, I just wanted to know, and, you know, maybe this will help maybe get some middle school kids out for wrestling or, you know, whoever, whoever's watching this thinking about West wrestling, how well does uh, wrestling transition to football? Uh, I think wrestling transitions to football pretty well. Uh, you know, between tackling, that's just that comes more natural to me than others that mm-hmm. hadn't wrestled or played or anything like that. Uh, yeah. I think being able to take a hit a little easier mm-hmm. is definitely one of those things. Getting slammed on a mat, not fun, you know, but I'm able to take hits. They don't seem as bad as mm-hmm. some of the other players that, you know, they get up they're They seem like they're hurting. They think they're hurting. Yeah. And all they did was they got hit. Yeah. Uh, other than that, those two things, uh, football is a different game. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. There are things that helped me with mm-hmm. wrestling for three years so far and going into my fourth year this year. Uh, but tackling and being able to take a hit, I think, are the two things that make it easier. Absolutely. Um, and you know, we've, we've said this, this obviously is your first year. Um, what do you think the hardest part, um, about playing football, um, for the first time as a senior is, uh, 
I think playing football for the first time in your life, being out there on the actual field and getting a feel for it, mm-hmm. that was one of the harder things. Um, mental, a lot mm-hmm. of mental errors, you know, run a certain play. You got to know what you're doing, know how to get there, how fast you got to go. You know, it's just knowing what you're doing is definitely probably the hardest thing about football. Absolutely. And then one more thing. Um, uh, Jared told us uh, before the interview, he did not have a playlist um, before. So I'm going to take this time instead of asking, I'm going to go ahead and embarrass him um, <laughs> just for that. Uh, as an as a sixth grader, I believe Jared in a locker room changing out for hey, PE. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, me- you're messing this up already. Seventh said that grade. seventh grade um, said that soccer was harder than wrestling um come to find out he becomes a wrestler uh jared would you like to retract that statement or do you stand oh by my it? Gosh. i think i'm gonna retract that statement all right it the wrestling is probably 10 times harder than soccer okay i i just, I just wanted to make sure um thank you jared uh, for coming on and giving a great no interview um we really do appreciate it um, you know, and it, it's amazing to see um, su- such a winning, winning uh, team in Albany. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, Absolutely, great interview, man. Been fun. Well, we'll, we'll see you. See ya. All righty. And with that, we will go ahead and get right into the NFL. Um, thanks again for Jared coming on, giving a great interview. Um, and, uh, yeah, take it away. So, yeah, again, thanks. to Thank you, Jared, uh, for the great interview. Let's go ahead and talk about NFL week three. We're going to start off as we always do with our teams, the Kansas city chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers, both teams, um, coming off some tough losses and we'll start off with the chiefs because that's kind of what we do. Um, they got a tough 20 to 17 loss to the Colts in Indianapolis. A very bad game. Not all around. I thought the defense played well. I thought they did enough to win the game, but the offense and special teams just let the let the team down. The offense just wasn't really clicking. Um, the special teams had multiple mishaps. Uh, some we had a dropped punt. We had a uh, not. We had a. Sky Moore not attempt to go after a punt that was later down at the one, which that was a little iffy. That was that was pretty deep, so I don't really blame him too much for not wanting to try and catch that one. Um, we also had a fake field goal attempt um, that failed. We had multiple. We had a missed extra point. We had a missed field goal. Just a bad game for the Chiefs, um, and kind of for some reason against the Colts, the Chiefs just have bad games. Uh, if you're looking for a silver lining. Uh, the defense played well. Um, the, even with the multiple bad things that happened in this game, they had the game won. Had it not been for a uh, late um, unsportsmanlike conduct on Chris Jones, which uh, he just said a few words to Matt Ryan, so that makes you think that he said something really bad to him. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious to know what he said, yeah. but not really going to speculate too much because it had to be something terrible to warrant a flag. Uh, I'll finish up. Because I know Gavin wants to talk about the Steelers game, but um, if you're a Chiefs fan, just remember in 2019, 
the Chiefs are 4-0, I believe. They went to Indianapolis for a game against the Colts. Um, it was a very ugly game. I believe they lost 19-13, to and they later went on to win the Super Bowl. So if you're looking for a silver lining, there you go. There you go. The last time the Chiefs lost to the Colts, first loss of the year in a very ugly game, they won the Super Bowl. So there you go. But you hope that hope you hope that's the worst they play this year because man, it was awful. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I watched that game and I'm almost convinced that that the lights or something, uh, maybe the sun was messing with Sky Moore because he he looked like he just couldn't couldn't feel the punt. Um yeah. going on to the Steelers game. Um, Matt Canada has got to be fired. I think at this point, you know, it's, it's, it's the play calling. It's came out that a lot of players are unhappy with the play calling. Um, so either he's got to find a new role or he's got to go somewhere else because we can't have offensive players unhappy with the play calling. That's, that's just not how it goes. Um, especially when you're losing games. Um, you know, I really feel like, uh, we're the Falcons right now and, he said uh, they weren't going to throw the tight end because they just want to win games, um, and it's not fantasy football, and they're not winning any games. That yeah. you know, that's that's how I feel about the Steelers right now. Like, obviously, it's the offense; it's not the defense. You know, the offense it's it's oh, just yeah. stagnant. It's just stagnant. Yeah. Uh, whenever you said last week that the Steelers weren't really throwing it over the middle of the field, I really hadn't thought about that or had seen anything but after last week's game I did see a diagram of the passes that Trubisky threw and yeah they just they're they all on the sideline the yep um George Pickens had a probably catch of the year it rivals the Odell Beckham Jr. catch but really has nothing to show for other than that because they ended up losing the game um and the Steelers they now moved to 0-6 without T.J. Watt and not not through any fault of the defense thought they played really well. Um, the the offense just couldn't get much going and the icing on the cake was whenever they tried that lateral play and the, the yeah uh, scoring another touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> that was awful. I couldn't help but laugh at that because that was terrible. Just play calling, man. <laughs> so play calling. I don't Steelers play the uh, Jets next week, and the Chiefs had the Buccaneers, so hopefully uh, both of our teams rebound off of that. But let's talk about some other games. The Dolphins upset the Bills uh, 21-19, I believe it was. It was in Miami. Uh, the, the Bills did have some injuries on the defense, and so that kind of played into it. It was very hot, uh, but I'm not going to make any excuses for the Bills because at the end of the day, the Dolphins were playing in the heat too. Uh, they had some injuries to their offensive line. Um, and the Bills ran 90 plays in this game, I think it was. Uh, Josh Allen threw like 63 passes. The uh, Dolphins ran like 35 plays. So there's really no reason that the Bills should have lost this game. They had the ball way longer. They just couldn't get in the end zone. And yeah, uh, the Dolphins did enough to win the game. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, you look at the Bills, like starting quarterbacks, uh, they pointed out it was like, two six-round draft picks, a second-round draft pick, and then one start, like, normal starter. Um, and then we saw Tyreek Hill call out Eli Apple after the game. Um, so that's obviously still on his mind from uh, last year's AFC Championship. Um, so that that could be an interesting storyline going into next week. 
Yeah, that's a Thursday night game. Dolphins, Bengals. You know, Tyreek hasn't really been too good to the Chiefs after he left, but I, I hope that Tyreek just burns Eli Apple over and over and over again. I would game. agree. I would agree. So the Titans beat the Raiders 24-22. Titans get a much-needed win. The Raiders are now the only winless team in the NFL. Um, and, you know, I think they're I think their playoff hopes are done. They're in a tough I, division. I would agree. Unless they can, um, you know, go 2-0 and versus the Chargers and go 2-0 and versus the Broncos and maybe a 1-1 and versus um, the Chiefs, I, 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 don't, I don't see them making the playoffs. They've got a, a division game this week against the Broncos. That's a, it's, they have to win it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just no oh, other way. Absolutely. Um, which the, the Broncos don't look great either, but their defense looks really, really good. Um, it's just it, – I don't know. I, I thought the Raiders weren't – I had the Raiders missing the playoffs, but I did not have them starting off 0-3. Uh, they just got to get it together, man, because this is a very beatable Titans team that does not look very good offensively, and they, they lost. And they have one of the best – or the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, Devontae Adams, and they just can't – they just can't – it's not working. So maybe uh, Josh McDaniels is not – is still not a very good head coach. Uh, this is a second chance, and he's not making the most of it. Jags just brutally destroyed the Chargers, thirty-eight to ten. I didn't get to see this game, so I don't really know what happened. But the uh, I know Herbert did play, but was still having the rib injury. But man, Jags just rolled the Chargers. A lot of people are saying Trevor Lawrence is is the quarterback that that we always thought. So. You know, maybe maybe we see him finally coming out of his shell. Well, and you know, maybe Urban Meyer really was that bad. You know, I thought that he That's obviously true. he was a he was a bad coach, but I thought that maybe this roster wasn't very good, and they made some improvements to the roster. But man, Doug Peterson, this is the second team in a row now. He's turned around. He did it with the Eagles, um, and they won the Super Bowl with literally Nick Foles as their quarterback for that game against Tom Brady, and now. He's taken a team last year that won what two, three games, maybe four, yeah. and they they're they are starting off the year really well, and they have a big game against um, Peterson's former team against the against the Eagles this coming week. So that's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really good game to watch. We'll end off here. Broncos beat the 49ers eleven to ten, but they continue to struggle offensively. They just got to get it figured out. You know, the biggest thing for the Broncos coming into the year was they were, all they were missing was a quarterback, and mm, it's not looking very good. And, you know, it's pointed out he played zero preseason games, you know, but uh, whose fault's that? You know, I understand the injuries and stuff, but at, at some point you got to say, listen, we got to gel together. Um, I think he should have played preseason because it's now, you know, week four, and, and through three weeks they haven't looked gelled. Um, the offense looks terrible and they even they even hired somebody to manage the game <laughs> yeah. so that the head coach wouldn't have to worry about it. That's terrible. That is awful. Yeah. If, if you're a head coach and can't manage a football game, then you probably st- still should be an offensive coordinator for the Packers. Well, I think Nathaniel Hackett is playing a franchise mode on on Madden and that that'll solve your clock management real quick he he, he must have expected it's, it to be on rookie mode or something bro because it is not working it's not good hurt him because you're right it's it's not it's not good we got two big injuries here uh, we talked about the bills and I believe this happened this was already before they knew this before the 
the Dolphins game. They have lost Micah Hyde, their safety. He's a really good player for the season. He has a neck injury. They expect him to be fully healthy for next year, but it's a big loss for this season in a defense that was looking really, really good through a couple weeks. And uh, Sterling Shepard, he was injured in last night's Monday Night Football game. It was a non-contact injury. Um, problem with the turf is what people are saying. Um, and it's an ACL. He has torn his ACL. He's out for the year. Very bad sign to see with a pull. Hello. Um, so the NFL, uh, they are going to replace the Pro Bowl with the Pro Bowl games is what they're calling them now. Um, they will be a week of skills competitions and a flag football game. That's going to be the, the main thing. Now, um, my opinion is that it's a little odd to do this, but I understand the players had not taken this seriously for a long time. So it was, a, while I don't love it, it was definitely a necessary change. No, I definitely agree. And I mean, it's better than just getting rid of it. You know, like in baseball, the all-star game, I mean, you can pretty much go all out in the all-star game because there's no contact, um, you know, and, and so I, I 100% get it. And I'm glad they just didn't get rid of it as a whole, you know, they're still trying to make something out of it. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are complaining about it, but I get both sides. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, they used to like go all out for this, but I mean, now they just don't see the upside in it because really all that's going to happen is an injury. That's mm -hmm. their point of view. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, I think the NFL made the necessary change they had to make because the pro bowl was basically becoming unwatchable with the, them not even trying. All right. So that's week three wrapped. Uh, we'll get into week four, pick them. My record last week was nine and seven. Uh, what My, about yours, Gavin? Mine was seven and nine. Seven and nine. So I was able to make up some ground on the uh, overall. Uh, I'm 26 and 22. And I'm 27 and 21. So we're one game apart. Let's talk about or let's make our predictions. I once again forgot to pull up the schedule. Let me do that real quick. Thursday night football is Dolphins uh, versus Bengals. This game is going to be in um, Cincinnati. And I have got the. Cincinnati Bengals winning this game. I also have the Bengals winning this game. Actually, I think, I think, I think the Dolphins kind of run out. Yeah, they're on a short week on the road in Cincinnati in in late September. Probably going to be a little cold than what they're used to. So we'll go ahead and we we agree on that one. But Viking Saints, uh, I've got the Vikings winning this one. I also have the Vikings. Uh, Lions Seahawks. I have the Lions. I have the Seahawks. Okay, I think, so I think Gavin is a believer in the Seahawks. He I, I am. You know, I I watched them. I watched them in that Broncos game, and you know, I watched Geno Smith in college, and I fell in love with him. Um, when he was like kind of on the Heisman watch, like a little bit, like I was like, oh my gosh, this dude is so cool. And so, yeah, I don't know. I I like Geno Smith. I would also like to see him get benched though, because I also like Drew Locke. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big Seahawks guy, so I'll roll with the Seahawks on this one. Lions offense looks good. It does. It does. I just while the Seahawks defense is a little underrated, I 
I just don't see him being able to stop that. And the Lions defense is improved from last year. Uh, Steelers, Jets, this should be Zach Wilson's return. Um, but I had the Steelers getting a bounce back win. I I have the Steelers as well. And I hope that I am correct, because if not, then I might come on glued next week. So you guys might tune in for that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they listen to the Jets, man. That's if they, if they listen to the Jets, the Jets have beaten two NFC AFC North teams because they beat the Browns. That's true. Too. That's true. <laughs> so maybe they have that division's number. Uh, Bears, Giants. I've got the Giants. Bears just don't impress me. Uh, Justin Fields, he he doesn't look good to this point in his career. Yeah, I also have the Giants. I think they played, you know, decently well against the Cowboys. I think I think Daniel Jones is playing pretty well. I don't think he's playing bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys were just a better team last night. Yeah, uh, Titans-Colts. Interesting game after both teams picked up wins. Uh, but I have the Titans. The Chiefs just they they played terrible, like straight awful, and still should have won that game. I think the Titans will make the plays they need to to win this game. I, I also agree on the Titans. So the Texans have to go up against the Chargers. Uh I think the Chargers just destroy them. I, I would agree. I would hundred percent agree. Chargers have started off one and two. Uh not the greatest start. One of those losses was to the Chiefs, so take that, but still. Uh, Browns, Falcons. I got the Browns winning this. I also have the Browns. So division matchup here, Commanders versus Cowboys. I thought a long time about this one, uh, but I ended up sticking with the Cowboys. Uh, it's in Dallas. Uh, they look all right. They don't look very good, but they look okay. And it's Carson Wentz. Uh, you just never know. I think the Cowboys squeak out a very close win at home. I, I also have the Cowboys. I think they looked all right. I think Zeke looked a little bit better than he has in the past. Um, and and Tony Pollard, I was impressed with. Um, you know, I hadn't watched the Cowboys really closely. Cooper Rush, I mean, he's not a great quarterback, but he, he looks composed and he looks like, you know, he knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with the Cowboys. So, very good game on paper here after the Jags get a big win. The Jags uh, go to Philadelphia to face the Eagles. Like we said, it is uh, Doug Peterson's return to Philadelphia. But I've got the Eagles winning that game. I think it could be an underrated close game, maybe a game-winning field goal. But I have the Eagles winning, and they move to 4-0. Though it's the only undefeated team in the NFL. I also have the Eagles winning. So Bills-Ravens, pretty good game here. I've got the Bills. Uh, the Ravens are actually home underdogs in this one, uh, and I've got the Bills winning. I also have the Bills. Cardinals-Panthers, each week the Cardinals get more and more players back, so they, they should be getting better, and I've got them winning this game. I also have them winning this game as well. So a lot of agreements on this on this week yeah. so far. Yeah. Uh, Broncos-Raiders. Um, I've got the Raiders winning this game. They should be desperate to get their first win of the year. It's in uh, Las Vegas, so the crowd will be into it. Um, and I think they'll be able to win a close game. Yeah, I have the I have the Raiders winning this. I think they look all right, and so you know, I I think I think a bounce back win is definitely needed here. Like you said, just to keep their playoffs hope alive. So, yeah, uh, Patriots Packers. I have the Packers. I also have the Packers. So now we got Chiefs Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers are the home team here. This could be moved uh, to a like neutral spot, 
with the hurricane looming in Tampa. Um, maybe maybe gets moves to the because the Patriots or Buccaneers are practicing in the uh, Dolphins facilities. So maybe they play at Hard Rock Stadium. I don't I don't know what they'll do. It won't be Arrowhead. I doubt they won't give the Chiefs another home game. Uh, but I got the Chiefs. Yeah, I also have um, the Chiefs here. So the Sunday night or Monday night game is going to be a divisional game here. Rams versus 49ers should be a pretty good game. I think that it will come down to the wire. Jimmy G uh, had kind of a rough game against the Broncos, but I think he'll slowly start to kind of get back into the flow of things. I had the Rams win in this one, but I think it's a close game, maybe a game-winning field goal. Yeah, I also have the Rams. I think Jimmy G just still still hasn't uh, got it back together. I think another week to get the rest off, and he'll be back for sure. Okay, so we'll try and uh, get this get this wrapped up here pretty quick. Uh, we'll just mention two quick things. We're going to move on to the NBA, but we'll just mention two quick things. Robert Sarver, he is selling the Phoenix Suns. We mentioned last week what his, his whole deal was. He was convinced by the NBA to sell the team. Probably the best look for the NBA and the Phoenix Suns. Definitely. Um, Celtics coach Ime Udoka, he has been suspended for the entire 2022-23 season after uh, reportedly – having an improper intimate relationship uh, with a female member of the team staff. Uh, he said that a de- decision about his future with the team beyond this season will be made at a later date. Some people are speculating he did a little more than that, but we won't do that on this podcast. Uh, ESPN will wrap, will wrap up with this right here. They've released their top players for the 2022-23 season. We will make our reactions to the top five. Number one, they have Giannis. Uh, n- no surprise there, but rounding out the top five is Nicole Jokic at two, Luka Doncic at three, Joel Embiid at four, and Steph Curry at five. Gavin, I will let you give your thoughts first. Um, I could, I can see this list. Um, I could also see Kevin Durant. Um, you know, we haven't seen him in a while, you know, playing consistently. So I think Kevin Durant obviously jumps back up. You know, a lot of the little, LeBron um, lovers could would argue that, you know, he's still there, but he hasn't shown us a lot, um, you know, and it's kind of crazy that Anthony Davis isn't considered and he shouldn't be. I'm just saying that's 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 crazy to me. Um, but I, I mean, I have Stephen Curry above Joel Embiid and Luca. Um, I just think Stephen Curry had an, an amazing season last year. Um, but but, uh, you know, that's that's all my thoughts on it. So I agree. I think Kevin Durant has to be in here. I think there's no way he's not. I think it's a lot of recency bias uh, after they got swept by the Celtics to not have him in here. And if you want, you know, my kind of rule is if you're going to say someone should be ranked higher, that you got to pick someone to take down. So honestly, I'd be fine with Luka, Embiid, or Curry being taken out of this top five to make room for Kevin Durant. I I think Luka should be lower. Um, I think he's a phenomenal player. But until he can... Uh, play defense in the playoffs and not get you know ex- abused and basically played off the court. I don't think he's a top five player. I love Luka Doncic, but his defense is just not there yet. Uh, so I would I would probably take him down and move Embiid or Curry out of the top five to make room for Durant and LeBron. I thought about having him in here, but you know he kind of checked. He kind of looked checked out last year whenever the Lakers Absolutely. were playing so bad. So. Maybe he's got it. Maybe he's got top five ability left. Maybe he doesn't. We don't know. So we can't put him in the top five. A lot of people were saying he should be. I just don't see it after last after last season. Yeah, and I one hundred percent get that. Curry 
obviously he was going to be in here. He won the finals MVP. You know, he's going to be in the top five, which is fine. He's he's great offensive player, average defensive player, maybe slightly above average. He was finals MVP, so he's going to be in the top five. But that's that's all my thoughts on on the top five. Yeah, that's that's all mine. Um, thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you, Jared, for coming on. Um, you know, uh, go to St. Joe if you can to, to support. I think I'm going to be there. Um, if not, watch Brett and Jared uh, rolls through Albany TV. They put on a great broadcast and, you know, just try to get try to fill the stands with green. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys right. for tuning in. Absolutely. We'll see you next week.